Ah, yes. NBA playoffs. Game five's going down in Miami in Phoenix and Kenny and Carlin going up on a Tuesday on ESPN Radio and ESPN+. Plus. We're presented by Progressive Insurance. Get at us on the CC call-in line, 888-SAY-ESPN. That's 888-729-3776. We want to hear from you on who's under the most pressure heading into Game 5s, which tip off tonight. The NBA playoffs are on ESPN Radio. Tune in tonight as the Heat host the Sixers, presented by Indeed. Coverage begins at 7 p.m. Eastern on most ESPN Radio stations. And Big Fella, with the question that we want to hear from our listeners from, I got to ask you, who's under the most pressure going into tonight's matchups or just going into the Game 5s in the second round of the playoffs? This is an easy one for me, and it's Tyler Hero. I really go back to game two when I heard Charles Barkley talking about this at halftime and Tyler Hero was complaining to Barkley and to whoever else would listen earlier in the year about how he needs to be in the discussion when it comes to Luka Doncic and it comes to Ja Morant and other great young players in the league feels like he gets disrespected in that regard now look six man of the year that's awesome great Good job. Well earned. You yes. deserved it. Yeah, he balled. Absolutely. What happened the other day? You're not on that level yet. <laughs> that you're not on that level yet. And it's nice now that you're going to go home and you're going to get to work on your home rims and all that. Even if you have a great game tonight and a heat win, I absolutely think that Hero still needs to go on the road. You want to get in that conversation. To me, you're still a ways off, Tyler you got to get a, a real grasp of reality to understand that you're not on that level yet just because you got to the finals in summer camp a couple of years ago. Yeah, but he's a 20-point-a-night scorer. That yes, he is. That has to matter for something. But, Chris, let's be fair. Is he on the level of any of those other players? No, he's not Trey. He's so stop, not Luka. He's right. not Ja. It's so not that. Let's not talk about it until you show it. And showing it to me is in the postseason. Trey's in that discussion because the Hawks went to the conference finals last year. And Trey was the biggest reason why the Hawks went to the conference finals last year. Fair, but Tyler Hero, out of that group of players that was listed, is the only one to play in the NBA finals. Now, he wasn't the catalyst for it. It was Jimmy Butler. But he still played an integral role on that he team. He did, but it's still a much different situation when you're playing on that neutral court and you're staying in one place. There are so many more dynamics to the postseason now Mm -hmm. than there were that one year. I don't want to take anything away from him, but I'm going to. So I want to see Tyler Hero actually show that he is capable of stepping up and delivering when the big question that all of us have right now, who else is going to score besides Jimmy Butler? Yeah, they need shot making. And that's what the Miami Heat don't have, especially with the presence of Joel Embiid. That only heightens the urgency to have more guys that can knock down shots from the perimeter. And it's it's even gotten to the point, Carlin, where now people are questioning, well, hell, why don't you have Duncan Robinson in the game? Even though he's a defensive liability, we know the one thing that dude can do is shoot. He steps off the bus in the parking lot. He's in range. So I don't understand why Eric Spolstra is not putting him into the rotation. Are, are you going to be surprised tonight if he doesn't yeah, play if he 10 doesn't or 15 play, if minutes? He does, if he doesn't play some, some – he's got to get some minutes. You've got to find minutes for him, even if it's white with the second unit. you got to find what, a way. 15? 10? It just depends on whether or not he's able to get it going. Yeah. Because, I mean, Duncan Robinson is a guy that's capable of rattling off, you know, you know, eight to ten three-point makes. That's not outside of the realm of possibility for him. He's that good. Defense is not my problem overall. Yes, he's a liability. Scoring is my problem right now. Yes. 
And that's why I have to address it. And that. I think I got enough good defenders, even with the absence of Kyle Lowry, where I can hide Duncan Robinson. So I, I, I'm with you on that one. I, I, I'm, I'm looking at that series, and Tyler Hero has to be one of the guys to get it going because they're heaping too much on Jimmy Butler, especially with Kyle Lowry being out of the lineup. We know Bam out of bio is not going to be as much of a factor with the presence of Embiid. So if it's, if it's too much on Jimmy, and we know it's not going to be Bam, then the next guy in line has to be Hero. So, who you got? Oh, Who's your is, guy? This is easy for me. I can't believe you glossed over this one. CP3. It has to be Chris Paul. It has to be Chris Paul, Carlin. It has to be. You had a 2-0 lead against the Dallas Mavericks. 2-0 lead. Commanding lead. The NBA just announced that you got the coach of the year. You got the best regular season record. Devin Booker is going to be an all-NBA performer. And you're going to let the Dallas Mavericks not only climb back into the series, but potentially take a series lead on your home court? Give me a break. And then especially after the way he played down in Dallas, he had more turnovers and personal fouls than he did total points. 19 turnovers and personal fouls, 17 points in two games. Help me out, CP3. Spotlight's on you, bruh. I mean, we're a far cry away from that 14-point fourth quarter you had in game two. Time to step up. We said it last year in the NBA Finals. If you don't do it now, when are you going to do it in terms of winning a championship to enhance your legacy? Well, it just so happens, Carlin, that that was the last time that the Phoenix Suns lost three games in a row. If they lose tonight, that would be three games in a row. So this is the game where I need CP3 to step up because he doesn't have any excuses now. You got Devin Booker back in the lineup. You got to go out there and ball. You're getting sucked in. How? Help me. How am I getting sucked in? Because we've seen this before. We've seen this in this series. We've seen this in the series before. He has these bad games. And I'm not making excuses for it. The other day was absurdly bad, right? Friday, Friday was absurdly bad. Look, you don't think Friday was bad? I don't think Friday was good. (laughs) Where are you going with this one, big fella? Where I'm going? Twelve points and seven turnovers. That's not a good game. Where I'm going with this is that CP3 is one of those players that whenever he has a game like that or two like that, he finds a way and he snaps back out of it, and we have seen it time and again. And and it doesn't it doesn't excuse it does not excuse having games like that but are you telling me it's out of the realm of possibility that cp3 goes out there and has 22 and 12 tonight no it's not outside of the realm of possibility but i also can't dismiss what i saw in games three and four and i can't dismiss the track record that i've seen with cp3 when it gets to this stage in the playoffs where he usually has to deal with some kind of injury at the most inopportune time okay but he doesn't right now he doesn't he doesn't right now so there's no excuse we'll, we'll see what happens after this game but I, 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 I'm going I hate to try to, too. I hate to have to try to break out my crystal ball and, and, you know, forecast something ominous. But all I'm simply saying is this, Carlin. This is when the other shoe drops with CP3 for whatever reason, whether it's injury, whether it's the, the downturn in production. This is around the time of year where it falls off a cliff. Boy. And I'm just waiting for it to happen. Boy. It doesn't feel right saying that. 
But that's the reality of it. There is no excuse for Chris Paul and the Phoenix Suns not to come out of the Western Conference. And yet, here they are with a one-man band, and all of a sudden the series is evened up at two apiece going into Game 5. Like people think I hate James Harden. You hate CP3. No, I love CP3. Oh, yeah, you I, lo- love I love CP3. Oh. I love CP3. I, have, I, listen, I think CP3 is a phenomenal player. In the three weeks we've been doing the show together, I haven't heard you say a nice thing about no, CP3. No, I love CP3. I mean, listen, we can take it back to high school when he dropped 66 points to honor his grandfather when he passed. I mean, I love CP3, mm-hmm. but I just feel like that championship is the one thing that's missing off of his resume. Yep. And this is his probably his last best chance to be able to get that done. All right, so we want to hear from you guys who's under the most pressure heading into game fives in the second round of the NBA playoffs. Hit us up on the CC call in line, 888-ESPN, 888-729-3776. Coming up next, Carlin's going to break down how the Miami Heat slow down Joel Embiid. <laughs> Maybe he can help Doc Rivers out because he feels like Doc Rivers needs a lot of help. You're listening to Candy and Carlin, ESPN Radio. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. It's Kenny and Colin on ESPN Radio and ESPN Plus. We're presented by Progressive Insurance. The NBA playoffs are on ESPN Radio. Tune in tonight as Tyler Hero and the Heat host Joel Embiid and the Sixers. Presented by Indeed, coverage begins at 7 p.m. Eastern on most ESPN radio stations. And big fella, after the first couple of games of this series, we felt like Miami had the Philadelphia 76ers drawing dead. Like, we felt like it was one of those situations where this would be, you know, a gentleman sweep, but definitely not a long series. Uh, And so it seems like we're in a different place now, and the biggest factor has to be Joel Embiid and him coming back in Game 3. Even though we noticed that his legs weren't underneath him, you could tell the impact that he had offensively and defensively for the Sixers, and that carried over into Game 4. So what exactly is the Miami Heat's answer to what Joel Embiid is bringing to the table, or is there an answer? Traffic jam, maybe on the way to this arena? <laughs> because uh, how are they stopping him otherwise? They, does Bam Adebayo have a chance in you-know-where of really making an impact defensively against Embiid? The answer is no. I think the biggest thing they can do is try to draw him away from the basket, which is an easier thing said than done. Embiid is hes too smart of a player. He does too many things well. And I just don't see where there's going to be enough lanes for guys to attack the basket where Embiid's not going to be there. In other words, where they're going to have that success in drawing him away from the basket. I just... I don't see it, and I'm not going to sit here and say Embiid's going to go for 50 tonight, but you could see a situation where Embiid goes off a little bit. Yeah, I think this is the game where he does go off. 
I mean, we're building toward it, right? The game back was game three. I think he scored 18. The last game he had, what, 24? Mm-hmm. And he did 15 points in the first quarter. I, I just think this is the game now after having a day off from the series, shifting down to Miami where Embiid decides he's going to take it to the heat and he's going to carry his team. Like, this is where he can put his imprint on the game. And then also, coming off of the news that he got snubbed for the MVP for Nikola Jokic, you got to think there's a little extra motivation for Embiid coming into this one. So I could absolutely see Embiid going for a 40-point, 20-rebound type of night, also throwing in five block shots. I think, okay. I think he could potentially do that type of damage against the Miami Heat. But here's the bigger question. If he does that, and he does that alone, is that enough? Well, if he does that, think about the attention that Embiid grabbed in games three and four when he came back. Well, but this is what there, I'm asking. There's going to there's gonna be opportunities for other guys, even with Embiid getting his. There'll be chances for open looks. And we know that Embiid is masterful when it comes to passing out of double teams. So if he doesn't have the shot that he wants, he's going to get the ball to the shot makers. It's up to them to knock down open looks. And I think there's a chance if he's going off like that, there'll be more open looks in Game 5 than there were in Game 3 and 4 when but they I, knocked down 16 threes. I teased around it a little bit. What I really mean is, does James Harden have to do what he did the other day for the Sixers to win tonight? No, I don't think he has to do what he did the other day, but I do think he has to be the one to close out the games. Because when we start talking about crunch time, clutch time minutes, those points need to come from a guy that's the primary ball handler, and that's not Joel Embiid. What you saw in game four was the reason why Daryl Morey traded for James Harden. You didn't have that guy. Tyrese Maxey doesn't have enough experience, and Embiid is a frontcourt player. You need somebody that can close out games. But I don't think those alleys are going to be there for him tonight. The biggest thing for me— Why why wouldn't they, though? The biggest thing for me, I think they're they're going to close on him a little bit more. And if if I'm the Heat, if you're going to let Harden kick it out and have somebody else beat me— Great. Go ahead and do it. I mean, if I'm in a situation where I can force Harden to try to drive it in and then close it up on him so that he has to kick it out, I think the Heat are in a good situation. I don't think he, Harden's going to have the looks to the basket that he had the other day. He he had he hit good shot. Let's call it what it was. When he's hitting the threes, there were a couple of prayers he threw up there. There were a couple. Yeah, those step backs aren't good shots. No. They're not and, good shots. And, not, and even the ones where he's fallen to the ground – I mean, they, they were. He, he he was covered pretty well. He had one of those nights. But Chris, I don't trust a guy that hasn't been able to do it consistently. I I love watching an older player come back and show what they were capable of, mm-hmm. and really be able to kick it back into gear. And from that standpoint, I would actually enjoy seeing Harden do that. I just don't trust him to be able to do it, and I think I think for the Sixers to win this game tonight, that on the road they're going to have to do that because that that Miami Heat defense is going to have something to prove off the other night. Well, they are going to have something to prove, but I think Spo has shown you what his primary concern is defensively, and that is Joel Embiid. You mm-hmm. saw it down the stretch in the fourth quarter. They had two defenders on Joel Embiid denying him the ball. They had a guy fronting him. They had a guy behind him. That's the kind of attention that he's going to command. So if that's the case, then I can absolutely see a world where James Harden has the potential to blow by the primary defender and get into the paint and finish at the rim. If you look at what happened in games three and four, Embiid totaled four post-ups. That's it, four. You're talking about a guy that averages 10 post-ups a game. Mm -hmm. 
So the Miami Heat are not going to let Joel Embiid beat them. If you're going to devote that kind of manpower, how does James Harden not have those opportunities? How does Tyrese Maxey not have opportunities? Well, well, how does I'm, Tobias Harris not have opportunities? What I'm saying is they're going to find ways to close that off a little bit more tonight. But if you've got two guys on Embiid to keep him from getting the ball, how do you do that? You just don't have enough. It's math. No, listen, I get, <laughs> I get what you're saying. I, this I ain't the don't... power play in hockey <laughs> where somebody's in the penalty box. Look, somebody's <laughs> going to have to come over and help as he's driving, and yeah. that's going to leave somebody open. I get that. Yeah. I understand that. If he's kicking it out, I, I almost think the Heat at that point are saying death by paper cuts. Yeah. You're not going to – we're not going to allow Embiid to be the guy to destroy us, and we're not going to allow Harden to get off as easy as he did the other night. Yeah, and I'm with you on that one. I think the Heat will come into this game saying Joel is enemy number one, public enemy number one. I just don't think it's going to matter. And I also, Because I think there is going to be a massive chip on Embiid's shoulder. But I also think they, they don't want Harden for a minute to think – that this is what he can do all the time now. Because there had to be doubts creeping into Harden. I'm fully convinced that Harden knew that he's not the same player that he was, and the other night was an aberration. And that may well be true, but I'm also not going to dismiss the possibility that James Harden could be getting comfortable with his new teammates and settling in as a sixer. You know, I, th- I thought that comment the other night was garbage. I really did. I, it wasn't about that. You hit some shots. You finally but hit some shots. But sometimes that's all it takes, Carlin. But it's not that's about sometimes that's all it, that Sometimes that's all it takes is to hit some shots Stop. to see the ball go through the hoop. I understand sometimes that, but that that's nothing all you need. to do with chemistry or getting used to your teammates. That has to do with the fact that Joel Embiid was on the freaking floor. That's what it well, is well, to Joel do. Well, Joel Embiid didn't shoot the shots he did, and you just said some of those I, shots were bad shots and they were contested, and he still made them. Because he had one of those nights. Okay, He's still a but, player that's capable of throwing it together once in a while, but he had 13 straight without 25 in the postseason. I understand that, Carlin, but he also had 16 points in the fourth quarter. All right, call me tonight when it happens again. Okay. Let's see if it happens and, again. And if it does happen again, I will... then you're going to owe the Sixers fans and your co-host an apology. And I fully expect it. Okay. Coming up next. You can expect it. We got to talk about my Lakers mm. and what's going on. And what Jeannie Buss said that's got me a little bit concerned about what's going to happen this summer. But first, a word from Indeed. If you're gearing up for hot summer hires, then stop making candidate cold calls and hire with Indeed. Their powerful all-in-one hiring platform makes it easy to attract, interview, and hire candidates all in one place. With tools like Instant Match, the moment you sponsor a post, you'll instantly receive a short list of quality candidates whose resumes on Indeed match your job description. You can then invite them to apply, schedule, and conduct interviews all from the Indeed website. To learn more, visit Indeed.com credit. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jet's signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jet's Pizza. Better because it has to be. Kenny and Carlin on ESPN Radio and ESPN Plus. And big fella, I swear the conversations that we have during break are better 
than the conversations that we have on air. Unfortunately for our listeners, the conversation we were just having during the break, we cannot bring to the airwaves because we would like to keep our jobs. Hell no. (laughs) But speaking of keeping their jobs and doing their jobs, we got to talk about my Los Angeles Lakers because owner Jeannie Buss felt compelled to do an exclusive interview with Bill Plaschke in the L.A. Times, one in which she cited the disappointment of last season and having one of the highest payrolls in all the sport, and yet not even making the play-in tournament, let alone the playoffs. And Jeannie Buss felt compelled, as the owner of the Los Angeles Lakers, to let everyone know that she's quote-unquote in charge, and that she's running things, and that it's not Curt and Linda Rambis, the Rambi as I call them, it's not Phil Jackson, it's not Clutch Sports, it's not LeBron James or Rich Paul. Now, big fella, from my experience being in and around pro sports, If you're in charge and you have a good pulse on your organization, you don't have to come out in interviews and say you're in charge. Maybe I'm missing the boat with this one, but that's just me. No, you're 100% right. You never have to come out and actually say it. Does does Pat Riley have to come out and say he's in charge of the Miami Heat? No. No, and everybody knows it. Everybody knows in most organizations who's in charge, and that's what's troubling about the Lakers' situation right now. If I'm Jeannie Buss, I am in a position where I feel, as she put in this interview, that I need to be collaborative. That's where I'm at my best. I want to talk to people. I want to get opinions. I want to put that all together. I want to make everybody feel like they're part of the whole discussion. Why is that important? To me, what that means is that there is an indecisiveness to the person who is in charge, and that's Jeannie Buss. To have to come out and spend time in this article defending Kurt Rambis's record, defending Linda Rambis, she has nothing to do with basketball decisions, defending meeting up with Phil Jackson, defending Rob Polinka, everybody that she has involved here, Chris, there are just so many cooks in this kitchen, and... That's never a good thing when you have a lot of people who have influence and insight into that kind of leadership. You don't really have great leadership. I think she's really missing the boat here. I don't know about you. Whenever I've gone and asked people for advice, whether it's something with my career or personal life or whatever, Mm -hmm. when I go and I ask more than a couple of people that I really trust, when I kind of open it up, it just turns more into confusion. It yeah. really does. It it takes me in 10 different directions about what I need to do. Jeannie Buss isn't listening to the right people. That's very clear. Yeah, there's no doubt about it. And here's the thing that bothers me the most, Carlin. Phil Jackson will have a voice in who the next head coach of the Los Angeles Lakers will be. Which is ridiculous. Do we understand that Phil Jackson has an ongoing public feud with LeBron James, the star player on the team? How is that in any world a good thing in terms of being able to come up with the best ideas and being able to chart the best path forward to be able to serve everybody's interest? I I don't think it does. It doesn't. It doesn't. It it doesn't move your program forward. So that's the biggest problem that I have in terms of how Jeannie Buss is going about trying to get this program back on track. Now, as far as LeBron James is concerned and the say or the sway that he might have with personnel – I don't know that I'm giving LeBron James that kind of leeway now at this stage in his career because I've just seen over the course of the last two years, he's no longer a player. 
that can just will any group of guys to the playoffs. Those days are behind him now. And he's not going to be a guy that's going to play 70-plus games. Those days are behind him right now. And he does not have the supporting cast with Anthony Davis and Russell Westbrook that you can rely on to be able to shoulder the productivity that you're going to miss with LeBron out of the lineup and still be competitive. Rich Paul in this situation should be nothing more than a fly in her ear after what happened with Russell Westbrook and all that. There, there's no need. How bad was that, though? It was terrible. It was terrible, and what made it look worse is Magic Johnson coming out and saying he thought the DeMar DeRozan deal was going to be done. And look at the year DeRozan had in comparison to what Russell Westbrook had, and then the fit of DeMar DeRozan with Anthony Davis and LeBron James as opposed to Russell Westbrook. Well, let's just call it what it is. If the Lakers had signed DeMar DeRozan, they're probably still playing right now. Yes. I don't I would think agree there's with any that. question about that. I would agree and with that. And with that being the case, the other thing that bothers me about it is it didn't take a scientist or a basketball savant to be able to tell you that that wasn't going to work. There was plenty of skepticism around that, and that was LeBron taking a square, play, square peg and trying to jam it into a round hole and show that he could make anything work. Mm-hmm. Because, And I get it from his standpoint – because this is somebody that has dragged a team to the finals mm-hmm. and has won a championship, granted, with Kyrie, but still, most of that was through LeBron. The problem is LeBron doesn't realize he's not LeBron anymore, and he shouldn't be dictating what's going on. What has to happen here is Jeannie Buss has to ho- grab hold of this situation, has to shut down who else is involved here and figure out who the smartest people in the room are when it comes to basketball, and what do we have to do to get back? Well, I don't think it's just figuring out who the smartest people in the room are. I think she needs to find another room because I'm not comfortable oh, with yeah. any of the people. I'm that not talking were about men- people in the room right now. I'm that, talking that, about just getting the smartest yeah, no, people I'm, in the I'm room. Get, I'm with yeah. you, but I think I need to make this point. I don't want anybody that's been included, any of the names that's been mentioned as a part of the brain trust in deciding who the next head coach needs to be let alone what they want to do in terms of reshaping this roster. I, I'm still Because they don't, have, they don't have a lot of room, Carlin, under the cap to be able to navigate. I think they've got what? The, the mid-level exception, which is about $6 bucks. That's it. The, the, the only draft capital they have is that first-round pick in 2027. So there's not a lot of resources that they have to make this team drastically better unless it comes with being able to move one of the big pieces, that being Anthony Davis, Russell Westbrook, or LeBron James. I think the latter is doubtful, but I wouldn't dismiss the possibility of the other two being on the move this summer. One last thing on it. She is pointing to Rambus's resume, all the other resumes. The problem with the resumes is they are resumes of the past. Yeah. They are not resumes of moving into the future for that organization. Yeah, I'm with you. I'm with you. So where do the Lakers go from here? No one knows, but I know where we're going from here. Coming up next, was CP3's last two games a fluke? Carlin and I will get into it. You're listening to ESPN Radio back after this. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details.
Kenny and Carlin on ESPN Radio and Big Fella with Tom Brady getting caked up to the tune of $375 million caked over up. 10 like years with Fox Sports. I figured I might as well talk a, lo- talk a little bit about cake, too. I mean, I- I've got a wedding coming up at the end of this summer, mm. and I just got the email in between breaks, and uh, we're having our wedding cake tasting, our first wedding cake tasting so would you care to hear some of the flavors that are on the menu for said tasting? What do you think? Let's go. Absolutely. I mean, we are pound for pound, oh pound, for pound the biggest show on the ESPN radio lineup. And, you know, the big fellas know where the good food and the good eats are This at. is now the expertise that I really have to offer Absol- to the show. Absolutely. Absolutely. So here we go. Here are the flavors, the cake flavors that are on the menu. So we have your standard vanilla and chocolate. Mm-hmm. Then we've got lemon. We've got almond. We've got marble, and we've got red velvet. So out of those, which way are you going? Right, how many am I picking? One? Well, you can pick two. I can pick two. You can pick two. I will say this. Lemon is wifey's favorite flavor, so I know that's going to be one of them. Ugh. So to me. That would have been my first ex. That would have been your first ex. Well, I, uh, well if I say that, then no, she would I be know. my ex, and yeah. I don't want that to happen. <laughs> so, uh, Listen, here's my problem with red velvet. I like red velvet a lot. You can get into an issue with the red velvet frosting if they use too much cream cheese. That can Got be it. problematic. Okay. Chocolate is very, very, very safe. Same thing with vanilla. We say vanilla, we talked about yellow cake, we talked about white cake. White cake. White cake. Uh, I would honestly say, if you're playing to the crowd, I'm not going almond. You can take that out. Yeah, almond's off, yeah. No. I am probably going vanilla. Yeah, I am too. I'm probably And leaning, I'm a chocolate guy. I'm leaning vanilla. So we've got it. Lemon and vanilla cake flavors that we're most excited about. Right. Here are the filling flavors. We've got chocolate ganache. Mm. We've got vanilla pastry cream. Mm. Chocolate mousse. Fruit flavored buttercream. Caramel buttercream. And Ooh. cream cheese frosting. Oh, caramel buttercream. Sounds outstanding, doesn't it? Never had that. I haven't either. Now I kind of have to. <laughs> caramel buttercream. I caramel like buttercream. Uh, the chocolate- so I'm going to tell you, those were the two that stood out to me. The caramel buttercream yeah. and the cream cheese frosting. Yeah, the uh, the I'm a chocolate mousse guy. You're a chocolate mousse guy? Yeah, very much so. Wow. I love chocolate mousse cake. Uh, yeah, I like chocolate mousse a lot. But with vanilla or no, lemon? No, it you doesn't can't do work. It, it. Yeah, it doesn't you can't work. do it. I'm going with that caramel... He said caramel buttercream. Caramel buttercream. Giddy up. Caramel buttercream is the winner. I like it, Carl. I'm somebody, excited about it. Show me somebody who doesn't like caramel, and I'll show you somebody who's not an American. <laughs> hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Oh, yeah, we got that cake on deck for the wedding. Are you, you know, and you know it's got to be several layers, right, Carlin? Yeah. Several layers. Is this like a seven-layer, five-layer cake? What do you think this is going to well, be? Well, I haven't even had the first cake tasting yet, so I have no idea what it's going to look like. Okay. But it's going to be over the top. We were in, when I got married in 2007, and we were in the middle of that uh, genre where people were getting cupcakes. Yeah. And so we did that. Okay. And that worked really well. But, um, 
Yeah, I'm not averse to the cake. I I think that uh, I think you've got this well in hand. Yeah. How are you feeling about the whole thing? Like I, I I'm I'm feeling pretty good about it. By the way, this is Kenny and Carlin on ESPN Radio and ESPN Plus. This is not an audio podcast of Top Chef, but <laughs> we do have to talk about what's going on with my wedding because I just received the email for the first wedding cake tasting. Yeah. And there's so many different flavors that I'm excited to try. But here's the thing, big fella. Mm. Because you know the big guys know where all of the good food is at. The wedding cake will not be the only dessert. Not by a long shot. Okay. There will be several desserts on hand. Is a it going to be like a dessert? Board, a smorgasbord, if you will. Is it a dessert station situation? There is will it... be a dessert station. Mm-hmm. There will be desserts that are passed around. I mean, is this going to be the whole nine? Okay. Yeah. Uh, and there may or may not be a Mr. Softy ice cream truck at the end of this thing. Oh, oh. that's outstanding. Yeah. Oh. That's well done. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, okay. The truck. See, the truck was never an option back when I got married. It wasn't that long ago. Yeah. Uh, but that's that's a solid move. I can't argue with that. I mean, who could be mad at a bomb pop after a wedding? No. Uh, past, it just can't be. What are our past hors d'oeuvres? What are we going with there? Do oh, we know? I, 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 I have the email, but mm-hmm. I don't want to say offhand. The one I will say I'm extremely. Are many hot dogs involved or no, not? No, many hot dogs are not involved. But here's what is involved. Oh, boy. There is a shrimp and grit past hors d'oeuvre where it's like a grit pancake mm. with the shrimp on top. Okay. With this with a little hint of citrus pineapple on it. It is absolutely outstanding. I'm allergic to like four things. Outstanding. On that. <laughs> well, uh, 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 no, it sucks for you, yeah, but, but it's going to be outstanding no, for I the guests. But listen, I'd eat it anyway. Yeah. yeah it's going to be, be outstanding. Be, like, 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 like the menu is unbelievable. Is there one thing on the menu altogether? That you are most excited about? Mm, let's see here. I I am excited about the stuffed chicken breast. Okay. The stuffed chicken breast is. What do we be, got? Goat cheese? What do we got? We got a little goat cheese. We got this like balsamic thing going on in there. It's mm-hmm. it's it's all kind of magical goodness in your mouth. So it's outstanding. I had a chance to taste it a couple months back. Can't go wrong with it. It's going to be a crowd pleaser. So look, this is one thing that everybody always says, and I'm sure you've heard it a hundred times, and I think I've even said it to you already. You can talk about all of this, but with everything that is involved as being the bride and groom, you have got to make sure to eat because you will be all over that room. I'm, I'm assuming it's a pretty sizable wedding. You will be greeting people, great to see everybody, going table to table, first dance, toasts. You're everywhere. You know, you don't get a chance to breathe. So what I would say to you is you you and your fiancé have to make sure that you cut out 10 minutes at least, if not more, for you to eat. Now, I I got married in New York at a place called John's Pizzeria, Mm -hmm. and it is a former church in near Times Square. It's 44th Street. Okay. And it's a beautiful place. So we got married, had the whole thing there. They have amazing pizza. There are pies coming out in the middle of my vows, which is just <laughs> as it should be. But um, it, it, it sound, it, trust me, it was a lot classier than it sounds. I did not have one slice. At the end of the night, my 10-year-old nephew is walking out with a stack of box 
boxes of pies. <laughs> and I'm staying over in another hotel in the city. My wife and I get there. She hasn't had anything. We order room service. We order a pizza. It's $75 of garbage. And it sucked. Oh, it was terrible. Yeah, yeah. So it, it is my biggest regret from the wedding. I appreciate that advice, and I will assure you that I will absolutely take time out to sit down and eat. Can I give you one more piece of advice? Please. Have somebody, whether it's your best man, whoever it is, who is in charge of making sure at all times that there is a cocktail of some sort in your hand. Really? Yes. Okay. It's like having a body man for your wedding. Okay. That's what you have to do. My brother Steve had me do that for him. Uh-huh. I had somebody else do it for me so that I always had a... I'm not talking about getting hammered. Yeah. I'm just talking about, like, you're never going to get... And, and their job is to check in every five minutes. Where's he at with his beer? See, I'm, right. I'm worried about that, though, Carla, Why? because it's a marathon. It's not a sprint. No, 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 no. It's not... Knock them back every five minutes and get hammered. I didn't get so hammered. It's, so it's basically just have something to sip. Yes, have something with you mm-hmm. and have somebody in charge of that. Okay. It's not, so hey, whether I want sure a co- I got the Whether I want every- a cocktail or whether I want a bottle of water, whatever I need, have somebody on deck to get that for it's, me. J- just as she has the maid of honor to help her out and yeah. everything, you have somebody there who is in charge of that. But see, I want my groomsmen and my best man to kick back and have a really good they time. Can. Let their hair down. Don't worry about what's going no. on with me. See, to me, that's a role that you assign to the assistant to the wedding planner. Which one of us is married? You're the married one. Which one of us is not? I'm not the married one. So, just I don't have experience. Just but listen I, but to I could, me. But in I this. could be the Luka Doncic. I could be the Luka Doncic in this situation. Yeah, but you don't want to score forty-five and lose. No, I don't. <laughs> but I just won two in a row after being down 0-2 in the series. I, I get that. All I'm saying is, it's not telling your groomsmen not to have a good time okay. or do all that. It's just hey, every fifteen minutes, check in. T- just peer over. Has he got a beer? All right, he's good. Yeah, that's all. Yeah, very simple. It's not you got to be on my hip at all times. No. Mm-hmm. That's it. Yeah. So, okay, so we It'll got It'll be that. more enjoyable. We have to have that teed up. No question about it. I, I want to make sure that I'm nice and lubricated for the reception. Once we get but, past the ceremony and, you know, all of the different pomp and circumstances, first dance with mom, first dance with the wifey, you know, all of those different things, then I'll be able to relax a little bit. Are, is the wedding all in one place? Or are you it's getting... all in one place. Oh. So we're having it you at the, are Chica- my kind of guy. the Chicago Cultural Center. We're having it in one. We're having it like it's a couple of different ballrooms. So we'll have the ceremony in one place. Then we'll move over to a little bit of a holding area while they turn over the main ballroom and get it ready for the reception. Let me tell you something. So the cocktail hour will be in a separate area, but it's literally a two-minute walk from where the ceremony is. Yeah, that's doing it right. Yes. Anybody now who gets married in a church at 2 o'clock and the reception starts at 7, I'll see you at 7. <laughs> I'm sure so the you're ceremony not showing up to the ceremony. No chance in hell. <laughs> no way. on that one, man. I've been in one of those, and one time when the church is 45 miles away from the reception. That's the thing. you got to get from the, the ceremony to the reception. It's, it's absolutely ridiculous. These people don't care about their friends that they invite to the wedding. Amateurs! Tell me somebody who doesn't like caramel, and I'll show you somebody who's not an American.